AM 790 Talk and Business presents Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island with your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Join Bronwyn to hear about the next Water Fire event in downtown Providence, plus other great cultural events happening in the community. Now, here's your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Well, and good afternoon and welcome to Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island, the newest one-hour talk show and entertainment program on AM790, which is your station for talk and business. And we have been here with you and will be here with you every Wednesday between 3 and 4, bringing you behind the scenes and giving you a little bit of an update as to uh, what you can expect at Water Fire. But more than that, I'm extending out to our partners and some of the artists that we've worked with and some of the great things that are happening in Rhode Island. So again, I'm Bronwyn Dannenfelser. I am your host and I am here along with my wonderful co-host, the artistic director and creator of Waterfire, Mr. Barnaby Evans. Hello, Barnaby. Good afternoon, Brahman. I'm delighted to be here. I'm, I'm glad you're here, too. We were wondering. We said, hmm, is he going to make it on time? And yep, you know, Barnaby always comes in right at the last minute, sweeps in, and it's perfect. But uh, we got a great show today. Barnaby, don't we? We're we sure com- do. Yeah, we're talking to some wonderful people that we know. They're both called Joe. Um, but the first person we'll be speaking with is Joe Rocco, uh, who is the president of Rock Joe Productions. Um, Mr. Rocco is a four-time New England Emmy Award-nominated and two-time New England Emmy Award winner uh, for his work as an outstanding reporter one. I mean, a lot of people might remember Joe from NBC10. Uh, he was there for years. Um, but Joe also uh, has done an incredible work with documentaries. Uh, and these really compelling television programs. And he's the executive producer. We worked with him a real lot, Barnaby, on uh, Water Fire. Yeah, it was a great collaboration. Art and Soul of the City. That was uh, an incredible uh, collaboration. And so, you know, Joe, welcome. Hi, Bronwyn. Hi, Barnaby. Wonderful to be here with you guys. We spent a lot of time in studios, you and I. Yes, yeah. we did, and uh, we also worked on trying to improve uh, Barnaby's uh, diet a little bit because uh, a lot of late nights in the studio, dinner was uh, corn chips and potato chips and peanuts that's, and that's right. the, so, the glamorous life of per- television production. So that's Absolutely. what you guys were doing until four in the morning? Well, it wasn't that late, but there were, <laughs> there were a few. No, yes. that was once I got back in the studio that we worked till four in the morning, but yeah. No, Joe, it was really great working with your whole team. Um, uh, you had come to us with this idea maybe four years ago? You know, the way time's flying by, Barnaby. I think it was might have five now, right? I think I mean, so, because I can remember you coming in, and I, it took us a couple of years to get it off the ground, as it does most productions, I would imagine, right, Joe? Yes. You know, uh, for your listeners, most of them, I would imagine, who don't know the story, um, you know, I, I came to you guys, and I said, uh, you know, Waterfire is amazing, and it's a, and, and most people don't know the story. I mean, who does this? How do you guys pull it off? Um, I was thinking the very same thing sitting there, you know, six, seven, eight years ago, um, still with the um, reporter mentality when I see things. And I, and I, and I so, so how are they doing this, and who is doing this? And I'm constantly reading the articles that are coming down the pike from the press you guys have gotten, not certainly just locally, but from the New York Times to the London papers and and, and yet tens of thousands of people are coming to this, and I'm thinking, well, at least no one I know knows the story. So it, it should be a great story. So um, the first step is, is getting it sponsored and getting it on TV. The short version is um, I thought I could do that, so I went to Barnaby and Bronwyn and some of their other people, and they were gracious enough to see me. And I said, look, this is what I'm thinking. You may never see me again, 
but if we can get it sponsored, I'll keep you, you posted. Say that. I remember that. Um, I said the same thing to the Rhode Island Reds guys when we did that project before your project, and uh, stayed in the loop and kept plugging along. And thank goodness. The good people at Cardi's and some other sponsors stepped up. It did take about two years, Bronwyn, um, to get the funding in place. Um, and uh, we pulled it off with a, a terrific team. And team is the key word. Uh, you guys know most of them now, from our narrator out in San Diego to um, the great Jim Karpacek, shooter, editor, um, some of your shooters. Yeah, um, Jim, Jim is just a consummate uh, uh, cinematographer, a uh, great editor. And a wonderful guy, and, and hard I, worker. Yeah, have you, but you know what? We should we should pause for a moment to say what we're talking about because we haven't mentioned it yet. That is this, true. This was the documentary which you have had uh, arranged to have on uh, public television here in Rhode Island about eight times. They've run it, yeah, at least yeah. eight times. So I we'll hope probably people have run seen it again. It. And it's it's a it's a, a wonderful documentary about Waterfire, which is called Waterfire: The Art and Soul of the City, and what was the subtitle? How Providence. Anyway. I think how how uh, Providence was transformed by a work of art or something like that, and it it really captures the story in many many aspects. Not just how we set it up that day, but where the ideas come from, with a lot of thoughtful commentators talking about the history of Rhode Island and and what it means and its you know its net result. And Plus, you had a fun surprise when we were in the studio. Remember, you were you were filming me uh, in the office and. So someone said, you got to take this phone call, so I'll let you take it from there. And I'm thinking, why it's is he taking camera. a phone call? In the middle, middle of this of interview. A, an interview, <laughs> and uh, middle of a six-and-a-half-hour interview, by the way. And, I mean, I've interviewed hundreds of people, and uh, no one for six-and-a-half hours. But I must say, Bronwyn, not because Barnaby's sitting here, um, 95% of that six-and-a-half-hour interview was, as we like to say, good stuff. Yeah, I mean, it really was. Didn't keep you from putting it on the editing room floor, but well, that's all right. Well, <laughs> I mean, unless we want to turn it into a 10-part series. But um, the, the the phone call Barnaby's talking about is um, the, 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 the final call, so to speak, that I guess cleared your last hurdle. Or last permits, yeah. To produce, present water fire in Rome on the, on, on the Tiber River. And, and we put that in the... Uh, in the documentary, it might have been cut out of the television portion uh, because we had to cut it down a little bit. But some people thought it was staged. They couldn't believe, mm-hmm. you know. And I said, no, 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 that was not – I didn't know why he was taking call. That was an authentic call. And, and without skipping a beat, Barnaby looks straight to the, me or the camera, I forget, and says, that's the call. We are now doing water fire in Rome. What timing? Yeah. <laughs> and 17 days later – Yeah, yeah, and we only had yeah, just barely more than – this is how the Italians roll uh, – we had a little more than two weeks to get it all together. Right. And, and, and you know, I was just saying to someone the other night that um, Waterfire Roma could have could really be, as you guys know better than me, a documentary in of itself. Absolutely. Right? I mean, Absolutely. Oh, yeah, the fun stories. <laughs> fun stories. Well, hum, there, there is at the end of the Waterfire DVD um, aren't the, that, we, that the you created. Chapters. There's a bonus chapter that shows Waterfire in Rome and... What about, is it about 10 minutes or yeah, so? Yeah, seven or eight minutes. And what we did is um, with some of the extra footage um, that your guys uh, took in Rome, we created like a music video, um, more shots that did not make the main piece and uh, put it on a loop. So if like someone is having a, um, a home party or whatever, whether it's, and there's one too for Providence, um, they can just roll the beautiful, stunning pictures and the music in a loop. Um, yeah. And it's, and it's you know, it's, it's a nice little added feature to the uh, documentary. 
Joe, did you have a, a favorite story or that you, that you heard while producing this and, and taking all the interviews, or a favorite one or two characters that you might have interviewed? Well, we interviewed a lot of characters, <laughs> no doubt about it. I think one guy's down the hall, um, <laughs> the former mayor of Providence. Oh yes. And I remember after uh, that interview, soon after Barnaby said, uh, "So how did the interview with Buddy go?" And I said, "It it, it went fine." I said, I, "He didn't even take all the credit for Waterfire. Actually, he was very humble." I said, "He called you a nut," <laughs> and uh, that's one of the better lines, my favorite lines in the piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, certainly, Bob Burke should get co-starring credits yeah. for some of his colorful commentary. You know, those are the ingredients that make up as we like to say, good television. I mean, yeah. Barnaby was terrific and funny as well. I don't think people know how funny he is. I mean... Oh, I know how funny he is. No, you know, because <laughs> you spend 90 hours a week with him. But um, and, and, and by the way, there's another bonus chapter that I wanted to call the best of Barnaby, but I guess he's too humble, so we just call it Waterfire Stories. And we took 10 of the best stories. Some of them are as little as two minutes, and I think the Singapore story is about seven minutes which is a phenomenal story, and I don't want to give it away because we still want millions to go out and buy the DVD. But um, Singapore and Houston are, are phenomenal stories, so there, there's some terrific stories in there. So Singapore and Houston are two of my favorite Barnaby stories. You know, Bob Burke had a great line, too, about, um, you know, there are no luxury boxes. You can sit wherever you want. It doesn't matter. You know, again, I don't want to give the whole thing away. That's a good line. You know, you guys know the line I'm talking about. Absolutely. And, you know, we're going to have to take a break in a moment. But it's such a great thing to have you in here with us, Joe Rocco. Uh, he's the president, again, of Rock Joe Productions. And he was the executive producer of Waterfire, Art and Soul of a City. But he's done a lot of other incredible works besides that. Um, we will be back. Back in a moment, and you are listening to AM790, your station for talk and business. And hello, 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 and welcome back. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. And we're having a great conversation with the incredible filmmaker and documentary maker, Joe Rocco. Um, many of you, again, have probably seen him and known him. You've, gosh, Joe, you've been kind of everywhere from the television uh, broadcaster and then this incredible piece of documentary you did on the Rhode Island Reds, which you had mentioned in our last segment. But I know I heard such great things about that. Can you tell us a little bit more? We'll have to get you one, maybe turn you into a hockey fan. I, I send it my way. I'm ready. <laughs> that was another interesting piece. I, I belong to the Rhode Island Reds Heritage Society, which is a great group, and they're, they're going strong decades after the Reds played their last game in Providence, which was back in the 70s. And just hanging out with some of those older hockey players, who are some of my favorite people, um, and hearing the stories over the years. And I made a call one day to the general manager, former general manager of the Reds. He heads up the Reds Heritage Society, Buster Clegg. And I said, Buster, you know, um, you really should get these stories on on tape. I mean, none of these guys are getting any younger. They're great stories. It's it's historical and 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 maybe similar to our too. conversation. They were fun stories. I yeah. said if we can ever get a sponsor 
and I, you know, if I can get it on television, we'll have a terrific little piece, and then maybe even create DVDs, and, and you guys can share in the profits and make some money for your Reds Heritage Society. We'll make a long story short. That all happened. Mm-hmm. It, that took about three years, and uh, it was called When the Reds Rule the Roost. Channel 10 aired it several times about four years ago, five years ago. Nesson aired it four or five times, and uh, tons of DVDs were sold. And we won the Emmy for Best Sports Special in New England. Congratulations. Waterfire was nominated, unfortunately did not win. My wife is still spearheading the investigation to see how that happened. <laughs> was it fixed? <laughs> she was very upset when we left the Emmys a few months ago, uh, yes. So uh, those inve- look for those results of th- that investigation soon. Um, but, uh, no, it, it, you know, it's a cliche line, but it's always just a... Um, uh, an honor to be nominated. I mean, you're up against documentaries from not just Rhode Island. We're talking all six New England states. Yeah, yeah that's good. Um, so, um, but, you know, the, the feedback is the most important thing. And as I'm sure you guys get and I get uh, still regularly people who, who, have, who have, you know, who see it and comment on it. And uh, it's always good to hear good things. And it's an entertaining and informative piece. And I'm going to throw in the shameless plug. It's a great stocking stuffer for the holidays. Um, And it's available at the Providence Marriott gift shop only in Rhode Island, a store in Newport that's been carrying it right from the get-go. It's available at all your water fires, your Christmas water fire, which I don't know if you've announced that date yet, but I guess you will be. Um, and on your website, waterfire.org, in your gift shop or yeah. your store. And it's funny, I have found my father, who lives down in Sarasota, Florida, and we, as we know, we've got a lot of transplants from Rhode Island that go down to Florida for the winter. Um, when this first came out, I sent him one of the videos, and then I got the call. Bronwyn Ann, you need to send down eight more. Sent down eight more. Two weeks later? Bronwyn Ann, send down 10 more. And so it was really kind of, it was neat because people were picking it up from everywhere. And I think when we were at the break, we were talking about the fact that when this played on PBS, and is it still playing on PBS, Joe? They just shoot me an email once in a while, hey, we're going to run it again on such and such a date. So the last time was when Barnaby and I were in studio in September. Right. Um, So um, it wouldn't surprise me if there'll be a few more airings, but I don't have a date for you. Okay, because that's, I mean, people would see it. The important point is you need to buy it. Well, exactly, because we don't know when it's coming out. All right, so the, we know. And, and the proceeds go to support. I mean, it pays for the documentary, but then it goes to support the nonprofit Waterfire so we can continue the arts event. Yeah, and I want to thank you for that because you've helped us spread the word. And when you first came to us, and I don't know your feeling about this, Barnaby, so you can speak to it a little bit. I always wondered how, Joe, you were going to be able to get Waterfire, which to me is such an experiential. Um, Art piece of artwork, and it's got so much that goes behind the scenes, but sometimes you don't want everyone to see what goes into it uh, because you want the magic to just be there and then go away. But I wondered if you'd be able to take what we do and really make it something that people could understand on film. And you did an amazing, amazing job with that. What kind of feat was that for you? Well, most of the, that credit, I think, goes to Mary McGuire, who wrote. Um, excuse me, um, Mary Steele. Mary McGuire is another former Channel 10 colleague. Mary Steele, um, who I, I worked with at Channel 10 as a, now a freelance producer, and Mary, with with um, with a lot of Barnaby's input um, and a little bit of my input, um, wrote a terrific script. So mm-hmm. I got to give most of the credit to Mary on that one. Yeah, it's. I, I I wonder how many of the listeners know how documentaries get done because you film all this footage. People say a lot of interesting things, and then it's somebody's job to read all that, conceptualize it, organize it, and then try to create a story out of 
it's no one's reading a script, so you you don't necessarily have someone saying that line you want. So it's a real challenge. And then we had a voiceover, a very interesting voice, and he came here from Los Angeles to see Waterfire. I was so intrigued after doing the voiceover work. Right when we uh, when we sent uh, Mr. Hughes um, the um, the final product, he was so excited about it. Like a lot of people, I'm sure you get it all the time. You know, I have to come now. I have to come to Providence for Waterfire, and you hear that a lot. You say, okay, well, he might come, he might not. Sure enough, there he was, like yeah. you know, a few months later, and and can't wait to come back. And he he did a we, we picked just the right voice um, for that. And 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 yes, we between what we shot and what was in your archives, we estimated at around about 80 or 90 hours of video that we had to get down to one hour for the main program on on the DVD. It's a nice challenge to have because you always want to have more than you need. You never want to get in an edit room and say, oh, geez, that, we don't have this. We Because we, you can't go back out and shoot but it. But that's a real lot, Joe. Yeah, it was. It was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was a ton. Um, so... When you want to do parts two, three, and four, just uh, let me know because we, we have the footage and you guys have some great footage too. But the history of it, how it all started, um, like you said, Barnaby, not just the behind the scenes and what what, ins- what inspired Barnaby to start it and some of the trials and tribulations. It's, um, it's just a compelling story with some great video and also we sprinkle in some humor along the way. The story about uh, the night, uh, and again, I don't want to spoil it, but it's a terrific story. Um, an idea Barnaby had among his 4,000 ideas for Spaga um, to jump into the water, and we'll leave it at there, is mm-hmm. um, something that um, people um, love hearing about. It, it is. It's, it's full of your great stories because Barnaby is one of the best storytellers I know Like when, when you listen to him. Um, but between that and then... You've got Buddy's one-liners, which would bring the house down. When we were, when we actually went to the premiere, Buddy would come through with a one-liner, and that's it. That was the big thing that everyone was laughing at. Um, so And other screenings. We got laughs in all the right places. You know, yeah. when we did the screening yeah. in East Greenwich, and we did one in Newport at the Jane Pickens Theater. Yes, Brian, when they were, the audience was right there. And so, now, Joe, you did, you did such an amazing job, and definitely, I'm sure, when we look to do... Version number two will be reaching out to you, and I'm sure sponsorship will be a lot easier because you did such an amazing job um, for us. But what's up next for you? What, what are you looking at? I'm looking at finding a place to get warm because I hate this cold weather <laughs> so early. So I'm looking at Florida, Costa Rica, uh, Los Angeles. No, actually, you're going to be a documentary. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just in San Francisco. A lot of good stories there. Um, but anyway, um, you know. It, it, and it's difficult to get done because, um, you know, finding the sponsorship is, is not easy. Um, so um, there are stories out there. Unfortunately, local television, and they would admit it, I, I think, they don't have the resources and budgets to do uh, many of the stories that are being told today. And that's why you're seeing other producers surface with documentaries like The Rocky Point, which was a big hit. Um, the Warwick Musical Tent uh, it, it was a big hit. Um, the Mount St. Charles hockey team, a big hit. At another time, when I came here and started at Channel 10 in 85, we had a department and a special special project. Projects producer. I mean, we we sent Doug White to Rome to do a series, just a series on the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. I mean, those were different times and different different days. So I guess the good news for documentary makers like myself and a handful of other people in our area is that there's many good stories left to be told out there. Um, I don't have my sight set on anything specifically, Bronwyn. Um, 
you, it, again, it takes a lot of work. You got to have the energy and ambition and the story and the cooperation, which uh, you know you guys certainly provided. The Reds Heritage guys were terrific to work with. So, um, but when all the moons are in place, good things can happen. And people can actually reach out to you too. I mean, sometimes the best ideas come from outside of ourselves and stories that we we're not so familiar with, and you just go wow. So somebody can reach out to you with an idea and say, what do you think? And if I can fund this. Will you make it? Is that sure, yeah, sure. At rockjo.com is my website, and all the contact information is there, rocjo.com. There's all sorts of clips and, and other things in there, including the, the preview trailer to Waterfire, Art and Soul of a City, if people want to just uh, take a, a glimpse. Yeah. And... Uh, but I get some sometimes strange requests, too. I mean, a lot of people have a lot of stories that really aren't, maybe aren't stories. What's but the strangest one you've ever gotten? Uh, we can't talk about it at 3.29 <laughs> in the afternoon. Maybe the next break. Uh, Joe, um, there are two really exciting projects Waterfire is working on that we'll be unveiling shortly, if we can find funding for them, that would be appropriate to really film all the way through. Here goes. That, so, there's your part two. <laughs> Red, ready, two willing, and, and able. Part two and we'll have the whole team in the ready position. Yeah, there's some there's some really interesting ideas that we've been developing that uh, as we're sharing them in the quiet phase, we're getting a lot of enthusiasm over. Well, good luck with those. So, and, we'll and, and congratulations, by the way, on 20 years. I mean, that's just uh, astonishing. And again, if people have seen the program or see the DVD, um, they will see just how... Uh, impressive that is for you guys to have done what what you have done for 20 years. And well, we have a great team who, and I you know saw you do. they work really hard. Our volunteers and our staff um, are working around the clock to do what we do. And one of the big projects right now, which we do talk about in the film, is we have bought a building to guarantee another future and be able to pass the torch on to another generation. You've got a picture of it in the film. And that's an ongoing project. The voters of Rhode Island just... Uh, supported Proposition 5, and that's going to help us with some of the funds we need to transform that long-abandoned building into a vibrant arts center. Yeah, and, so. the, and I know that as we're going out, because we're going to have to do a capital campaign for this, and as we've gone out and been um, talking to people, we've been giving them the video. So you've Good. Given, you, by working with you, you have given us a gift, and that's it's something that's very important, and, and we really, really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, my, no. my pleasure, and hopefully they'll, they'll watch the video, because I know these days... Everybody's running around a million miles an hour, and sometimes to get people to sit down for 55 minutes, uh, that can be a challenge. But but once they do, yeah. um, it's, it's... That's the feedback it, we've gotten. I said, yeah, you know, it's, I, it's I, unbelievable. I finally watched that, and right. this was a great story. <laughs> <laughs> you know, why didn't you tell me? And I said, well, we actually did tell you. Yeah, it took five months to get the DVDs into Whole Foods University Heights, and a big part of it is a friend there uh, who had part of the decision-making process sat down and watched it. And yeah. then from there, it was easy. Yeah. And that's, by the way, another place... Uh, where people can get it. Well, Joe, I want to thank you so much for coming on. It's always great to see you and talk to you, and we should have you on more often. We, could we talk should. About there are lots of stories lots to say. Lots of stories. Oh, yeah, there's more. We'll talk sports one day. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that, you, yeah. Can, you can talk sports with Barnaby. Okay. I'm not so right. good at that. <laughs> but, uh, Joe, I want to thank you also. It was a great um, working with all of you. Oh, no, well, thank really you. It was really a great team. Uh, our team, your team, it worked well. We had a lot of fun. And happy holidays. And 
And hello, 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 and welcome back. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. And I am your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelzer, and I am here with my co-host, Barnaby Evans, the creator of Waterfire. And we just had a wonderful talk with uh, Joe Rocco, who is a, what an incredible filmmaker and just a great guy. He's got such a fantastic sense of humor, and I just adore him. But now we are getting ready um, for the next Lighting of Waterfire. Um, a lot of people I know think that the last last lighting of water fire was the salute to veterans. That's not true. That was the last full lighting of water fire. But, you know, one of the best things to do on these cold November days is go down and sit right around that basin area. And so we have a basin fire coming up on November 29th. And that basin fire is um, for the North American Bridge Championship. Uh, and it's going to be taking place here in Providence for 11 days, And I, which to me, it's over 5,000 people. And so I'm excited uh, to talk to the Joe Bruyard, who is our next guest. And he's the co-chair uh, in 2014 Fall North American Bridge Tournament. And he's the former president of uh, the Rhode Island Bridge Association. And he's the treasurer of the New England Bridge Conference. And Joe and I have been going back and forth for quite some time planning this fire. So hello, Joe. How are you? I think Joe had to brown. plan more than just the fire, actually. You've been... Uh You've been planning the whole thing, haven't you? Well, we've been planning the uh, entire tournament, the uh, tournament itself, and it has been a pretty large undertaking, but we have a great committee who's doing a fabulous job, and, you know, it's right around the corner. We start on Thanksgiving Day, you know. uh, I I thought that was fascinating. That's what you and I were talking about before we came on air. 5,000 people, right, coming in to play bridge. And on Thanksgiving, who to thunk? Well, there are some hardcore bridge players, and mm-hmm. they all come in on Thanksgiving to start the tournament. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and so how does it, well, one, the economic impact that you're bringing into the city is, it's got to be phenomenal. And I would say, what, $8.5 million, something around there? Yes, they're estimating an economic impact of $8 million. Uh, coming into the city, 130,000 room nights yep. that are booked in Providence. We started out with four hotels. We had to add five additional hotels because wow. the response has been that overwhelming. And so, uh, so, so it's 5,000 people coming, or, or over, or overall? I mean, that's 5,000 people overall over the uh, length of the tournament. That's great. Yes, it's yeah. the largest event coming into the convention center this year. And, you know, I don't know if I ever would have uh, thought about that. I mean, I always think of the sports tournaments coming in and bringing in a lot of people. But when I think of bridge, it wasn't something that, like, automatically clicked with me that there would be such a, a big following. And, gosh, there really is. Um, I read there's over 15 nations. Is that true that are going to be represented here? Yes, this is the fall uh, North American Bridge Championships. And uh, they are coming in from 15 nations uh, all over the world. Uh, and... One thing I'd like to emphasize is that it's not just a tournament for experts. There are national championship events that will be taking place, but it's a tournament for everyone, whether you are a novice, a beginner, whether you've just been playing a year, six months. It's a tournament for everyone. So there are events that you can play in with people who at who are at your same level in playing ability. So uh, maybe for some of our listeners who aren't as familiar, I mean, I know my Nana played bridge and tried to teach me, and it just didn't work, or maybe I wasn't paying attention. But how would you describe the game of bridge to a listener? Well, 
everybody is dealt uh, 13 cards. Uh, there are two partners uh, on each team. There's a north-south pair and an east-west team. The, the entire deck is dealt out. And based on your cards, you can bid. So basically, you would count the number of points in your hand, an ace being four points, king three, queen two, jack one. And if you have 12 or 13 points and five cards in a particular suit, you would bid, say, one spade. And your partner who is playing with you, they would evaluate their hand. And, and the partner they, has not seen the other hand. No, so the partner has the not seen your hand. That's about Correct. bridge. It's a fascinating it's, psychological it type of game, yeah. It's in, in the bidding process, you try to describe your hand to your partner. And hopefully your partner and you are on the same wavelength and you can understand each other through the bidding process and you arrive at a contract. So are, are there like facial movements like the wink wink? I got. Oh, those, <laughs> oh no, no, no. Those are banned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cheating is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. That's fascinating, though, because it sounds like a bit of poker matched with chess matched with there's another element. Yeah. And it. also with sort of the, uh, the, the I mean, it's got the bluffing of poker and the not knowing the other hands. But it's also got this this building aspect of building a team and building a strategy. And it's it's got a lot of improvisation to it which is fun. Yeah, and, and when you do win the contract, the interesting aspect is is that your partner's hand is exposed to everybody at the table. So while you are trying to make a contract, mm -hmm. the opponents are trying to prevent you from making that contract because if you make a contract, you get points. Mm -hmm. If the opponents set you, then they get points. That sounds like business to me. <laughs> well, it's it's got yeah. it's got all of the. I mean, so it's almost like Monopoly, but also poker. It's a, it's a it's a very fulfilling game. I you know I don't play it, but I had parents who played it and relatives who played it, and people are passionate about about yes. Bridge. Once you get hooked on yeah. on playing bridge, you've got the bug, and it's a wonderful yeah. game. It's a great pastime. It keeps you active. It keeps your mind thinking because you have to concentrate and you have to be able to recognize the bids, play the cards. Right. It, it, it really is a fascinating yeah. game. And, and for those people who may have never played the game, on Sunday, November 30th from 1 to 6, there will be a program at the convention center. It's called Learn Bridge in a Day, one of the best Bridge teachers uh, around, Patty Tucker, will be conducting the lectures. So uh, if you're looking for something to do, if the family is looking for something to do on a uh, Thanksgiving weekend, come on down. Joe, do they need to make to a reservation? or, or no, it's first no, you just come no, on in no reservations are necessary. And just it's free or it's... Uh, the, the cost is $20, and that's for the materials that will be passed out for you to take the, home with That you. you'll take home. Yes. That's a great offer. Uh, it is a complicated game to master, and I think that one focus session is the right way to do it because I find I've always got to, you know, it's <laughs> it's a complicated game. We're sending it's, it's, you to, it, oh, you're going to be it, in California. I, so I, was, I already looked at my calendar. I was saying I would do that. I would really enjoy doing that. So, but, Joe, what got you um, so into bridge and, and fascinated with it? Did your parents play, or did you just pick it up? Well, my, my parents always played cards, and as kids, you know, uh, Back then, we didn't have video games, which has taken over the lives of uh, the younger generation today. Um, so I used to play cards with them. 
And at my first job at Allendale Insurance, a group of people would play cards at lunchtime. So I would sit down and watch, and after a while, you know, you, you catch on, and I started playing at Allendale. Well, careers and marriages and children, you know, they, everybody goes a different way. And yeah, the bridge players I, see all these as these distractions on the... On the yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I'll tell you a funny story later. But anyway, um, I got away from the game. But then when I was an empty nester again, I, I always missed it. And I, I finally got back into the game about 10 years ago. So, and, and to your point about how passionate uh, bridge players are and how much they're addicted to the game, um, there was a game at a local club one evening, and a woman received a call that her house was on fire. <laughs> her partner stayed. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> well, I know we've only got about two minutes before we have to take a break, but how we'll many... We'll be back. With, yeah. yeah, we'll be back in a couple of minutes, but before we, we leave for that break... Um, how many groups are there, like in the Rhode Island area and, and Massachusetts, like bridge clubs? And are there a lot? Well, in Rhode Island, there are about five or six clubs. Mm-hmm. And if you're interested in finding where those clubs are, the the Rhode Island Bridge Association has a website. And we'll put them on ribridge.org. And you can go to the website and you can find all the locations of clubs yeah. in the state. There's clubs in Warwick, Providence, North Smithfield. Portsmouth, uh, and I know I'm forgetting one, Cranston. So they're really all around. Yes, yes they are. You know, I'm looking forward to coming back because I'll be curious. So I want to ask you what the age range you're seeing, younger people coming into Playbridge. But we'll talk about that after the break. We're talking to Joe Brouillard here, and, you know, we're getting all revved up for this 1129, November 29th, Basin Lighting. uh, And it's going to be a great celebration of the... North American Bridge Championship. So we'll be right back. You're listening to AM790, your station for talk and business. And hello, 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 and welcome back. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. I'm Bronwyn Dannenfelter. I'm your host, and I am here with Barnaby Evans, the creator of Waterfire. And I'm also here with Joe Bruyard, who is the co-chair of the 2014 Fall North American Bridge Tournament. This is the North American Bridge Championship, which is going to be an 11-day event held here in uh, Providence, Rhode Island, starting on Thanksgiving. And uh, one of the wonderful things things that they're bringing to um, not only the members of the uh, conference that are coming, but to the entire city of Providence. Let's call it a Thanksgiving gift. Is a, a, a basin water fire lighting on November 29th, which is a Saturday. Joe, so we were just talking about, you know, 5,000 people, bridge. Again, I didn't know that there was such a big interest in bridge, but possibly because I haven't been exposed to it that much. I mean, you were talking about um, a, a lot of the different groups here in Rhode Island. And one of the thoughts I had is, what do you see in the age variance for members? And are, are you finding that there's younger members that are coming in and filling spots, or is it an older generation? or What do you see? Well, right now it's more of a uh, mature audience. Mm-hmm. Um, as I mentioned before, a lot of the younger kids, they don't grow up playing cards anymore. They grow up on video games. But uh, there have been efforts uh, underway to expose children, younger kids, to bridge. There are uh, programs where they go out into the middle schools uh, to teach bridge. Yeah. 
they go um, into colleges. They start bridge clubs. So there are big uh, uh, effort, uh, big returns on that investment that are starting to pay off. We now see younger children coming in with their parents to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, in the summer, they have the youth bridge championships, and uh, there are just lots and lots of That's younger good. kids coming into the game now. Because bridge, uh, historically, has always been profoundly social. Yes. You know, you have these bridge clubs, and people really enjoy each other's companionship and the strategy. And and you always have the same partners, or do you, or you move it around? No. Uh, many people have many different partners. Okay. Right. Uh, We're talking about bridge here. Just yes. To, just yes. To <laughs> clear. It's, yeah. it's a legal, incestuous relationship. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> but but funny. but the social aspects of of bridge have always struck me. You know, there was a very famous book called Bowling Alone, which was by a sociologist who talked about Americans used to have things like bowling leagues, but bridge clubs is very much part of that, and that we do less of that now. We watch television or we're on the internet, and uh, the point of this book was we need to build things like bridge clubs back up again. We need to do things together as a group, and it makes the whole community stronger and it makes life more enjoyable. So I'm glad to hear you're doing these outreaches. We had a a younger person on our staff. We kept talking about we're doing the contract bridge this, we're doing the contract bridge that, and we're at a staff meeting. And he says, um, yeah, you know, I really want them to look at the at the Pershing Bridge. And I'm going, what? <laughs> what he thought you, you were building about? bridges. And he yeah. said, well, it's a convention of bridge contractors, right? They're, they're, they're going to know about the bridge. And I said, no, no, it's it's not a convention of bridge <laughs> contractors. Yeah. It, it's a game bridge. And it was very funny, a misunderstanding. So now every year, does it change location? And, so, and if it does, why Providence this year? I think well, we... Every year it does change location, and every five to six years it comes to New England. Uh, previously it was in Boston, but uh, this From year... now on in it's going to be a Providence, right? Yes. Okay. As If I have anything to do with that, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was awarded to Providence, and being the co-chair, my first thought was we have to have a water fire. You know, we must have a water fire because Thank what you. better way to introduce people from all over the United States and from all the different countries to, to Providence. Yeah. You know, it's a wonderful event, and it, it's, it's a memory that they'll take home and, re, uh, and, and live forever. And again, it, it's a beautiful basin lighting, which kind of is almost like sitting around a campfire, which goes back to Barnaby's idea of being social and, yeah. and you know, right. um, and, and connecting with others. And I know that you're going to have fire spinners that are going to yes. be there. And so it should be, um, well, one, it's going to be beautiful weather, right? Well, I also like, Brahma, what you're starting to say is this is an opportunity for us to do something on Thanksgiving, which is a wonderful family get-together weekend. Many people travel in, and we've never really thought about doing a water fire on that weekend. So this is an opportunity for the larger community to try that. It's a time of family reunions and, you know, it's usually by uh, Saturday. You're probably ready to get out of the house. That uh, <laughs> might be healthy. So. Uh, thank you for that. Yes. <laughs> and then, you know, also the one thing that I wanted to mention here, um, which I, I really thought was beautiful, is that um, the that you're actually going to be giving, your charitable foundation is going to be um, presenting a $5,000 check to Adicia Global Nutrition Solutions. Um, how did you come up with that idea and that thought? And, well, it's such an incredible organization. Well, at every uh, National Bridge uh, Championship, the ACBL uh, Charitable Foundation, we submit uh, charitable organizations that we feel would be 
um, worthy of this contribution. And out of the uh, 10 or 15 that we looked at, Adesia Global Nutrition's was the best uh, organization. It's a great story as well. You know, we should maybe follow up and talk about this. I actually, I think she's coming. I think the the head is coming on the show in two weeks. So I tried to see if we can get her on today. But I think that's a beautiful thing. And I know that you're also sponsored by Alex and Ani. Yes, uh, I'd like to thank Alex and Ani for the generous support. They are the primary sponsor of the uh, tournament. And also to uh, Consolidated Concrete and Foster Grant for their uh, outstanding contribution and support for our organization. And thank you again for hosting that wonderful event on uh, Sunday. When is it again? Sunday? Sunday. No, um, oh, Learn Bridge in a Day is yes. Sunday, November 30th from 1 to 6 at the Convention Center. Great, great family fun. And uh, we'll, we'll post all of this on the Waterfire website. And Joe, I mean, good luck. I, I hope you win a lot of those games. Uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we'll, I'll see you on Saturday. Or actually, I won't. I'll be out of town. But I'll find out what your face looks like. And, you know, we'll, we'll check in with you then. But have an incredible great. conference. Thank you for what you are doing for Providence, for Waterfire, for the state of Rhode Island. And, um, 5,000 people. I hope you have a great time having bridge. Well, thank you, and I really appreciate everything your organization has done for us. I I couldn't be more pleased. Thank you. So you know what? We're going to sign out. Wish everybody uh, a happy Thanksgiving. We are not sure if we're going to be here next Wednesday or not. Uh, We might be, but we're going to wish a happy Thanksgiving early. Remember, November 29th, we hope that we see you down by the river. Right, Barnaby? Yeah, November 29th. I think this Thanksgiving weekend, I think, Joe, you started a new tradition. It's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. Terrific. So thank you, everybody.